What's up, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am your host, Tyler Dreyer, and this is episode number 34 of From the Depths podcast. Congratulations. If you are listening to this, you survived 2020, and you have made it to the almost as bad 2021. And let me tell you how, it may not sound like it, but let me tell you how excited I am to be back behind the microphone. I have been wanting and waiting to do this episode for the past couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, life life throws some curveballs at you every once in a while. You know, for those that know me personally, um, even if this is dumb, um, this episode I want to dedicate to Hannah. Uh, like I said, if you know, you know. And if that sounds stupid, well, whatever. This episode is going to be my top... 10 horror movies of 2020 and another reason why it took so long for this in particular episode to come out is I was trying to catch up on quite a few and I wasn't able to so there are some pretty pretty damn good ones that have showed up on other people's lists that I need to just fucking make the time for uh So yeah, my top 10 of the year. I'm going to not really, I'm not really going to spoil anything um, because 2020 did suck for the most part, but would you believe how goddamn fast it feel like it actually went? But you know, I I don't want to spoil, so it'll be very brief uh, descriptions and you know, what I thought. Because some people like I get didn't, weren't able to go to the theaters when they were open or when they finally did open back up. Weren't able to make it to a drive-in. Didn't have the money to uh, rent something on Amazon or whatever. But you know, if you have, if you're paying for subscriptions, you know, you you should have seen some of them. Um, and some that I completely forgot came out uh, this year. Made it in my honorable mentions. Uh, there's a couple of those. Um, one of them probably would have made it in my top 10 if I remembered it came out this year. Before we get into into the episode, we're going to go 10 to 1. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break from that very depressing uh, intro and hear a few words from Tim. Uh, Tim is a host of a podcast called Lighting Up the Marquee. He's a great guy. Uh, we got something fun planned in the next month or so. And he's given me a lot of homework. So I hope he knows what he's in for. As an example with this, uh, one thing I do want to do kind of differently, and I kind of got the the idea from Tim, so I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it, bud. Uh, if you want to record something, uh, like an ad, promo, whatever, for your show, email me at fromthedepthspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I want to try to give... As much as much exposure to other podcasts as I possibly can. Yes, this is part, this is a horror podcast, but I don't fucking care. If you have a podcast, drop me drop me a line. We'll talk. It is completely free exposure, so I'll do what I can to help you out.
Hey, everybody listening to From the Depths Podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm the host of Lighting Up the Marquee Podcast. I wanted to thank Tyler for helping my show by putting this ad on his. I'm a big fan of his show, Love Horror Movies. And just like you, I'm sure you all love horror movies, but um, on my show, not only do I love talking about horror movies, I just love talking about all things film. Lighting Up the Marquee is a podcast made by me, an aspiring filmmaker for filmmakers, or anyone who just loves film, TV, any media in general. I have movie reviews, discussion episodes, guest discussions, interviews. I have everything over here. I want to thank Tyler once again for putting in this ad to promote my show. Uh, Be on the lookout. We are going to have a very special episode coming soon in the next coming months. Um, On my show, it is every other Friday. We'll have a new episode. Going to have guests on every episode. Be on the lookout every other Friday for a new episode. Season 3 just started on January 8th. Got a brand new episode coming out uh, on the 8th as well as the 22nd. So be on the lookout every other Friday. Like I said, that's Lighting Up the Marquee. Thanks, Tyler. Remember, keep listening to From the Depths Podcast and check out Lighting Up the Marquee. Again, that was uh, Tim from Lighting Up the Marquee. Uh, go check him out. Um, if you like what you're what you're listening to from him, make sure you go rate and review his stuff. Uh, follow him on all social media platforms. That shit helps out immensely. And he's got a new episode coming out, 22nd, a week from... Today is Saturday, so a week from yesterday. Again, I'm very excited uh, on what him and I will be talking about in the near future. All right, let's go. I'm going to do... I got three honorable mentions. I won't spend too much time on them. Um, but... At, and these aren't in any specific order. Um, but I want to... I want to mention Scare Me. This film is theater. That is probably the only way I can describe it. Again, people might say it's not really a horror film, but it is. It's it's a movie that you have to keep your fucking phone down and just pay attention because as ridiculous and off the wall and wonky as it is, it's super fun. It's funny. Uh, it is theater. <laughs> And then we have The Hunt, the, you know, the one that kept getting pushed back because of a series of unfortunate events in the USA with guns. This is like a horror thriller. I'll say it to the blue in the face, and I'll probably say it a few more times during this episode. Horror is subjective. I don't, I won't say I had like the biggest expectations going into this. Holy shit, though, man, it, it didn't waste any time. I'll say that. There is... It is violent. It moves fast. It it has some... I said, oh shit, out loud. Super fun. Super great. And then this one... My next honorable mention is one that would have ended up on my top 10 list if I realized it came out in 2020. Because that's what I get confused about sometimes is... You know, do we go off of when it released on, you know, in the festivals or, you know, 
U.S. release, uh, overseas release, you know, shit like that. You know, some of these that I put in, because I kept keep everything organized on Letterboxd, you know, some of these say they came out 2019, but then they were released on streaming services in 2020, like for, you know, whatever. But Impetigore. Uh Impetigore is a movie that I will for sure keep an eye out for what the director puts out. Uh, I, J- Joko or Yoko Anwar, dude. Dude is a fucking brilliant person. He did Impetigore, he did the Satan Slaves, uh, Gundala, which is a fun, it's it's a fun superhero movie. But yeah, uh, a woman inherits a house in her ancestral village, um, but she's unaware the community members you know have been trying to locate her and kill her. Again, this is another one that the opening of this film is. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was. Almost kind of too intense is that it took me a few times to sit down and watch the movie because I have a habit of uh, smoking too much weed before movies to where it I can't concentrate or I get like too bugged out. I was too bugged out. Dude, it's on Shutter. It's Impetigore. Go check it out. It is amazing. Now, I'm going to try to make these short and sweet. Because your boy's tired. Coming in at number 10, The Wretched. I did an episode on this uh, early in the year when it... when it, Well, before it came out. Um, I was lucky enough to get an early screening of this. And, you know, it's about a rebellious teenage boy. Uh, he's struggling with his parents' divorce. And then his, when he goes to stay with his dad, his neighbor starts acting weird. Um, I was able to talk to one of the, cause a brother, two brothers directed this. Um, and if I did not say it on the episode I did, uh, they're no strangers to, to horror. Uh, their dad actually worked on the evil dead set. Uh, I don't remember if he was like a special effects artist or anything like that, but they picked up his trade, uh, because the witch that is in this, movie spoiler i guess that's a spoiler maybe uh the practical effects looked phenomenal like i said i was able to i talked to one of the brothers on instagram and if they are able to fulfill their next project and what they want to do let's just say i i'm very excited to see how practical effects will be used some of the greatest sequences have been practical effects i don't want to give anything away Because, one, I don't want to ruin anything for them or get anybody's hopes up. But if that's the case, I'm super stoked. The movie was dark. It kind of of somewhat a slow burn. but And then some of the pagan-ish symbols that they used looked awesome. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. But yeah, number 10, The Wretched. Number 9 might be the most controversial one on here. Oh, look, I'm going to say it again because horror is subjective. After Midnight, Jeremy Gardner directed this. Essentially, uh, you're dealing with uh, somebody suddenly leaving, and which is rough, but then you have to deal with a fucking monster attacking you every night. And the reason I say horror is subjective is there is nothing like worse than somebody you love just disappearing 
And I guess I should probably clarify from the beginning of the episode when I dedicated who I dedicated this episode to, so I don't sound like something happened with like my daughter or whatnot. But I had to unexpectedly put my my dog down a couple of days ago, and you know I feel fucking lost. Like I I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, like that's how I'm feeling, and that's exactly the emotions that are portrayed in this movie. Depression, you feel lost, you you know, you don't know what you did wrong or what you did to deserve this. You're not getting any answers. And uh it's it's portrayed very well. And that's fucking scary. Like people say the witch isn't a horror movie. Like Black Phillip aside, like anything supernatural aside, like you are in you are isolated in the middle of nowhere with like nothing on like say that's why I say like horror is subjective but the the ending sequence of after midnight it's probably one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces of 2020 if not all time uh it was on prime I think where I watched this originally so go check it out. After Midnight, coming at number nine. Number eight is... Now, this one made it into my top ten. I I bumped uh, something else out, and this is Anything for Jackson, uh, which is... I believe it was a Shudder exclusive. You have two grandparents that will essentially will do anything to get their grandson back, who died, and they picked up satanism um (laughs) you know it's there's some like dark comedy i would say in this in this one the premise of the entire thing and what they have to do what i was like okay i'm in i'm on board and the grandpa plays a death in supernatural at work i I was telling a couple of guys who i you know got to sign up for shutter and whatnot like you guys got to check out anything for jackson and they both were just like dude what the fuck so yeah if that's anything, dude, what the fuck? Go check out anything for Jackson. And then number seven, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. This, I'd say, is definitely a horror comedy. Um, black comedy, dark comedy, whatever the fucking term is. Essentially, you have a very, very stressed out cop struggling with alcoholism, paranoia, his, his dad in this Fargo mountain town. Uh there is there is a a big bad wolf going around and uh and just murking people and jim cummings uh directed and he plays the main character and his reactions to things sometimes and how he just snaps i felt like i was watching myself sometimes and if i was ever that big of a dick to you i'm sorry uh well yeah the wolf of snow hollow is number seven Number six is one I saw super late. Uh, the Dark and the Wicked, directed by Brian Bertino. He did The Monster, uh, The Strangers. This one is, like, no pun intended, it is dark. And it's very... The ending is very Im- ambiguous. It is bleak. Uh, essentially, uh, uh, in, in a secluded farm... Um, a guy is slowly dying, and his son and daughter come back to the farmhouse, and the mom is telling them they they should leave, they shouldn't come back, 
and shit just starts to unravel. This is a heavy, heavy movie. They have a lot of those, like, kind of shots where it's slowly kind of creeping in. It's something going to happen, something not going to happen. But if I took anything away from the movie is that you, can, you can't escape evil, no matter how hard you try, no matter how far you go. Yeah, it's, it's heavy just even thinking about because it doesn't explain a whole lot. And that's what I think is the, the scariest thing of all is that it doesn't explain really why this is going on. Um, does evil just find you or do you find it stuff like that? Uh, it's out to own now on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, I believe it's coming to shutter this month. So keep an eye out for that. And you know, maybe it's because we were, are still in the middle of a pandemic, but I just feel like if, if it had the A24 name attached to this movie, it would be getting so much more exposure um, it has, I think it has hereditary vibes and, you know, I was very rarely does it happen, but I was terrified, um, by, by watching this at number five, we had my, f- oh man, I wasn't sure how high I wanted to put this, um, because it was my first experience back in the theater when they opened up. I was the only one in there. I was laughing, crying. It felt good to be back in one of those seats, man. But this is freaky. And Christopher Landon directed it. I just he just did a a podcast with uh Colors of the Dark. He was on an episode. Like I'm 90% sure I'm correct on that. And this is essentially a freaky Friday horror movie. And you are damn right. I would double feature this with the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis, Freaky Friday. It is funny. It is fun. Uh, it Vince Vaughn as a female is, I would say, almost on par with Jack Black playing a teenage girl in uh, the Jumanji reboots. Oh, my God. It was just so much fucking fun. I was crying in the theater. It, there, it... The car scene, guys. If you've seen it, you know. If you, if you haven't, it fucking comes out in like next month, I think, uh, to, to own or go rent it. And like I said, it Freaky Friday speaks for itself. Essentially, a serial killer who comes every homecoming night. I think it was homecoming, and body swapped with a teenage girl, and. They have to switch back before a certain time or they're stuck forever. And Vince Vaughn, like, got how to pee. And, like, that scene as well. Just go, please go watch Freaky. This is probably one of the best horror comedies to come out in a while. And I am a sucker for horror comedies. I do not say that lightly one bit. And I guess I should have clarified this at the beginning these, I didn't put these in an order of, like, I think they're the best made film. They are just the films that I enjoyed the most. Uh, because if I was if I was going to go by best, this next one would probably be higher on the list. Because of the time frame it came out, number four is Host. And Host is a found footage. It's an hour long. And... Let me let me tell you a couple things about it. It is the first movie 
in a very long time to make me jump on my couch in daylight. Uh, it came out at the perfect time, and it utilized Zoom in a way that we didn't know what Zoom was before COVID hit. It did everything that unfriended. It's not a shot at unfriended. I enjoyed the first one. But it did everything unfriended didn't do or did it better. And it's about a group of friends that are performing a seance on Zoom and some paranormal activity shit type shit happens. I, for horror fans, I think this was the movie that we needed. And I will die on that hill. Number three is a movie that I honestly was not in a rush to see. Uh, there was a moment... I had a chance to go see it in theater. Something came up. I, I didn't I, I didn't go back. Uh, so I picked it up as a blind buy when it came out. And there's nothing I need to say about this movie to explain it besides Alien Underwater. I, with that being said,